This is MSK, and you're watching Pro Wrestling for Life. Welcome to another edition of Pro Wrestling for Life, everybody. It's me, two-time WWE Hall of Famer, X-Pac. Joining us right now is my co-host, Nick Houseman. Nick, what's going on, man? Hey, man, I am like mid uh, redoing my room. My background's like a little bit different, but it's supposed to be like significantly different. So this will probably be the only time I ever record with my backdrop looking like this right now. Okay. Yeah. I was, I, I noticed it. I noticed <laughs> it looks a little different. Yeah. It's because I'm impressed. I'm supposed to have, I was supposed to put the green screen in before yeah. we recorded, but as you know about uh, off the air, our lives are, are busy and crazy at the moment. A lot of things happen today. So, Today, everybody just gets to see my beautiful Royal Rumble and WrestleMania uh, posters that I got from hosting parties at, at Duffy's Bar and Grill, which you, you you came to at one point. I did. I've been to one. Kevin Nash has been to one. Yeah. Oh, at yeah. least one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the bars to pay you guys good money to just come sit around and, and watch wrestling and eat good food. It's a sweet deal. So, Nick, <laughs> what's on the show for today? We got a great show, man. Um, obviously, um, big names, big current champions. Uh, MSK, the current NXT Tag Team Champions, they're going to be in the house here today. We're going to hear your conversation in full with MSK. We're going to start dropping the full conversations here on the show. We're going to have extra bonus content with a lot of the guests. We're going to start putting behind the Patreon wall. So no more partial conversations. You're going to get Xbox full conversation with MSK here on the show today after we hear from msk we're going to dive uh, back into the time machine as you are going to go back to wcw slamboree 1997 with the pod father gracing us who yeah. better who better to go back in time and talk pro wrestling we have conrad thompson in the house yeah. with you sean and he brought the he brought the like stack of uh pages of research like he always does for everything that he talks about. Which, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he brought, yeah, he brought it like he yeah. always does. Big old binder full, big old binder. Full. <laughs> so we have MSK, we have Conrad Thompson, and then wrapping up the show today, you're going to bring on two of uh, your loyal Patreon subscribers. Um, we have Andy and Michael here, and they're going to play your latest game. And I, I feel like we're not even going to say the name of the game. We'll let everybody be surprised. Stick around to the end of the show. Sean's going to play a game with a couple of his fans. Um, but with that all out of the way, um, at, well, before, you know, we have a little housekeeping too, I want to say. So starting this Tuesday, if you're listening to the show, a half hour before NXT goes live over on USA, Sean and I are going to start doing a live half hour YouTube stream. So if you go over and you want to go to youtube.com slash XPOC, a half hour before NXT, you can see us free and live. We're going to try to do this on all of the uh, Pro Wrestling for Life social media streams. It'll give you guys a chance to ask uh, questions directly to Sean on a weekly basis. He's going to answer your questions. We'll look ahead at NXT. And then when that half hour is up, NXT starts. Uh, this was Sean's idea. He's very passionate about it, which I think is awesome. Uh, we're going to create a new NXT tier over on Patreon, which should be available right now. You can go over, subscribe to that. And every Tuesday night, you can join Sean and I as we watch NXT live right alongside you guys. I think that's awesome, Sean, that fans are going to be able to watch NXT with you now going forward. Yeah. Yeah. It was my idea, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying Anyways. To, I'm trying <laughs> to question, all me. 
Yeah, well, I'm trying to go to John's pace, you know, like <laughs> I, I it's always hard. Like I always feel bad because like you're still like as much as you're my awesome friend and co-host, you're still Sean X Pac Waltman. And it always feels weird when I have to like ask more of your time. So when you when you volunteer up two hours of your life to watch wrestling with the fans each week, I just think that's really cool of you, Sean. And I'm really looking forward to the fans being able to to watch NXT with you and, and get your insight into what you think of NXT's like future of, of WWE, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like really Nick, I wish that I could, I wish that we could all be in, in, in one big room together and watch it, you know, together. But you know, wow. this is the next best thing. I, 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 I The technology, man, like since the pandemic, like all these cool like things that, that have been innovated uh, allows us to do some really cool stuff with the people these days. Yeah, man. And look, dude, we are, the light at the end of the tunnel is here. We are feeling and seeing the light, I feel like, right now here in the United States. Uh, best Sending our best, by the way, to our, our listeners out in India and around the world, where I know it's not quite as, quite as under control. But I'm thinking here uh, by the end of the summer, maybe, you know, late this year, you know, maybe we hit the road, Sean, go out there, watch some shows with people, watch some classic matches, whatever it may be, you know, talk to, yeah. talk to people. So. Yep. Yep. That's definitely something that we will be doing. I wonder how much people would take uh, would pay to take a spinning kick from you to the face. Oh come on, Nick! <laughs> These are silliness like that is shit I would never even think of. That's why I'm here to to oh, provide these dumb ideas. Um, all right. Well, when I'm not here, I'm also managing editor at Wrestling Inc. I follow the news day to day, and uh, there's a couple news items I wanted to ask you about here, Sean. Today, first of all, um. You knew the Macho Man Randy Savage. We had Molly Holly yes. here. We knew we had Molly Holly here last week. Uh, she spoke very glowingly about working for Randy and how he helped give her chances and and bring her into WCW. A uh, and E uh, released their latest biography about the Macho Man Randy Savage, and uh, a lot of fans uh, not really happy with how uh, stiff they they were on Randy. Uh, how did you feel about this Macho Man uh, uh, biography that came out? Well, first of all, like I really enjoyed the Stone Cold Steve Austin one. I enjoyed the the Roddy Piper one, and um, uh, I just i i could i did I didn't like it, man. I just they went in hard on Mach, and like a lot of this stuff is just you know um, he's not around to defend himself. He's not around to go to say you know hey that's that's not true or yeah this. He's just, he's not here, man. And like, um, I just didn't like it. I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of it. And like, I don't understand like how Bubba the fucking love sponge uh, ended up, you know, having so much airtime on the macho man. Like, I mean, obviously like that was a bad, you know, they were, they ran, like I was in Tampa back, back then and they were hard on Mach over the airwaves in Tampa. It was fucked up. And uh um and like I've I've even been on the air with some of them, like and, and actually said, You're not gonna talk shit about much while I'm here. You know, yeah. like and they you know the, they respected that, but uh I loved Mach. And man, he was a you know, like like a lot of that stuff, like they said it was obviously stuff that everyone's heard before, man, but like some of this stuff, like, I don't even want to go into it. It's just um I just didn't think it was cool at all. Yeah. And a lot of people were saying that it was just so different from the other uh, biographies we had seen from A&E the, the previous weeks. It almost felt like a completely different team 
that had produced this episode. It was just kind of very jarring in the way it was. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, part of me like didn't even want to talk about it, but I just thought I figured, you know, at least mention that I really, really was highly disappointed in that. Fair enough. Um, well, uh, some good news here, I thought, uh, from the world of professional wrestling this past week. Uh, Scrap Iron Adam Pierce. A lot of people know him as an authority figure on TV right now. He's also a former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Uh, he's been promoted to the position of WWE Director of Live Events, uh, which is actually a role that that Hunter Triple H um, held before uh, as part of whatever his huge title was long ago. Not long ago. Uh, but this is a really big position uh for pierce you know he's going to be in charge of all the live events on the road uh hypothetically house shows if they are to come back here later on a lot of creative and stuff like that what do you think about adam pierce uh stepping into this new role and 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 what does that mean for talent in the company to have adam in that role well like full disclosure i'm a huge adam pierce fan uh i adam and i we worked a lot uh like i I had several nwa world title matches against him i know you know shows around the country uh i loved it i love working with that guy it was such a relief man because you know on the independent scene you never know like who you're gonna end up in the the ring with you know and man i just always knew uh if i'm gonna be working with adam pierce i'm I'm gonna have a pro wrestling match with adam pierce i it's gonna be really good and then they were i really enjoyed it but like beyond that like he's just a really good dude a really uh solid human being and that's a that's a good type of person to have in a role like that because that's a powerful powerful spot nick yeah you know so, you're so- deciding like like back in the when that when there was you know house shows on a regular basis like live events or however you want to put it um you know that affects people's money like if people are on those they make more money so uh you know a person could be say like have a grudge uh, against somebody and like if they were in that position, you know, they could like leave them up, make sure they don't get any house shows. And so they don't get any extra money. You know, they just end up, you know, earning close to their base. So uh, yeah, man. Uh, And it's just, I'm not sure. Like back when JR did that, like they were, he was in charge of the payoffs too. Like, I'm not sure if Adam, you know, is going to be in charge of the payoffs, but like, there's a lot of responsibility and it's a, it's an incredibly important job, man. I'm really happy for him. I'm happy for the company too. Yeah. It's a really smart move for the company. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's one thing, you know, as well that they put him into this role that, that kind of shows that WWE might be looking to get back into touring and doing more live events here in the not too distant future. Obviously if they have somebody that they're putting in place to oversee future live events, right? Yes. Yes. And yeah. you know, like, like I said, you don't got to worry about any shenanigans or any, you know, any BS with Adam Pierce. I don't know. I've seen I've seen Adam do some pretty silly stuff in the ring. So I, I maybe, have not. Maybe oh, some, maybe in the ring, but I was about to say maybe some shenanigans, in ring shenanigans. Yeah. Um, and yeah, of course, you know, uh, the new lead producer backstage as well, where we're talking about uh, shifting around. Jason Jordan now is going to be overseeing all the producers. It sounds like for SmackDown and Raw. Um, that's a big position. Jason's a really young guy. What does it yes. say? What does it say to you to have somebody so young uh, in this position who's going to be overseeing people that have really kind of been in the business for him, you know, in, in many times, in, in some cases, like decades longer, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, look, they put him in that spot like for a reason. Like, 
he obviously uh, he can he can do the job. I don't know Jason very well. Like I, I actually don't know him at all. But I just I know my like what I see of him, man. Like he's a real sharp dude. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate you know that he his in ring career got cut short because like like I saw some brilliance like that team Alpha. You know him and Chad Gable. That was a man. There was some brilliant stuff from those guys, like those guys versus FTR or what? What were they called? What were they? Uh, not American. <laughs> I can't no, no, they're, they're not the not FTR. Yeah, that not the. Yeah, record. what were the? Yeah, the, fucking, what were they called the, before the, the revival? The revival. The revival. Yeah, I got there eventually. Yeah, the revival. Oh! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, they were so brilliant. I couldn't remember their tag team name. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> they were very good. Uh. Yeah, no. So, like, you know, it's you hate to see it, you know, as far as him, you know, his career getting cut short, but they found a place for him there. And, and, and you know, uh, yeah, maybe it might seem a little weird. I don't know how things work there these days. You know, uh, I mean, I kind of do, but I'm not around all the time. Uh, like, so I don't know. I, I don't know if there's an issue there at all. Like, him not being as experienced as some of the people that'll be underneath him. Yeah. Uh, we'll see, or, or maybe we won't see, maybe we won't hear a fucking thing about it. <laughs> hey, Nick. What's up, John? Hey man, did you get your every plate? I just got mine. Oh dude, I got my every plate and I have, I got it just before the weekend band and I have been, yeah. I've been cooking up a storm. Absolutely. Yeah. Which one did you get? I got the, um, I got the meatballs. Oh, gravy. dude. I got Oh, the meatballs and gravy. I got this delicious uh, sriracha uh, apricot jam uh, pork loin. Uh, right. over, oh, dude, over some ginger rice with some uh, with some carrots, some roasted carrots. That was my absolute favorite thing. And, you know, the thing I like about every plate is you get to experience these, like, really full plates. Um, but you get to also save money. You, you get to keep a full wallet at the end of it. Because I've tried some of these other, you know, food delivery services. And sometimes yeah. you, you get those portions that aren't. You know, you get it, you make it. It's not that big. You're still kind of hungry afterwards, and maybe you paid a little too much for it. Like, I get the inverse of that with every plate. I get, like, a nice big meal, and I don't feel like I've just, you know, taken a bunch of money and shoveled it out the door to, 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 to pay for it, you know? Yeah, it is. It's re- it's, that's the thing is it's, it's so much cheaper than the, than the, other, uh, the other meal kits, man. Um, uh, I, you know, I had the, meat, I had the meatballs and gravy. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. And hey, I don't know about you, but I substituted the, the broccoli with the uh, with the Brussels sprouts. Did you do that? No, I uh, we made the broccoli. I like the roasted broccoli. You know? Do you? Oh I'm yeah. Big, yeah, I'm a big I'm a big Brussels sprouts fan. So like when it said you could do that, I immediately did that. Okay. No, we. I tried. <laughs> I tried to stick to the recipes because I always like trying new things. And like the nice thing about this is the recipes they come together in about thirty minutes. So it's, yeah. it's really faster than going to a grocery store. The other thing I liked about this was the packaging too. Like when I got it and I opened it, you open it and the first thing you see is this box of just delicious produce and like some, some other stuff in the box, you know, seasonings and things. And then when you open it up, there's this nice layer of like, um, of like a cold pad and then the meat is underneath that. So you get all this produce and you get the meats and it's enough for you to make three meals with in just that one box. And man, it is just, it is so good. It was so easy to make. It was so easy to read. Uh, me and my girlfriend, we had an absolute blast uh, getting to make these every plate meals. And you know what's crazy is it actually stayed, it actually stayed good in, in, in the box, man. Like I, I could leave because, you know, I, 
I had a ton of stuff in the fridge. And so I couldn't put it in the fridge. I had to leave it in the box. And it stayed, it stayed just fine in the box for, for days, man. I don't know if I would suggest you just take the box and throw it in a corner. I would maybe. No, but, a- you know, but like it's, yeah, it's, good. it's, it's yeah. I was surprised. That's all I meant. Okay, well, yeah, that, that's fine. Like, that, it's, that's fine. The box is very well uh, packaged. You know, the nice thing about every plate, too. Uh, you know, they have a changing menu of 14 recipes per week featuring a way a very wide range of flavors and ingredients. So if you want to try something different than you tried the week before, that's always an option to you, man. And I was, again, like, just very – it was so much fun to get in there and try things out because I love to cook. But to try things that I don't normally push myself to do, little things like roasting garlic, I really thought it was a lot of fun. I, I I had a great time with the every plate box. Yeah, man. And getting dinner on the table daily used to be a challenge. Now let every plate plan shop and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a delightful price, Nick. Oh yeah, man. And we got a real good uh, deal out there for all of our, our listeners, Sean. I don't know if you want to tell them, but we got a, we got the hookup for him here today. Yeah. Try every. <laughs> easy for me to say try every plate try every plate for just 199 per meal that's crazy a dollar 99 per meal plus an additional 20 percent off of your next two boxes by going to everyplate.com and entering code pro wrestling 199 that's everyplate.com and enter the code pro wrestling 199 sorry <laughs> Pro Wrestling 199, folks. Get it. Yep. Uh, yeah, so get started with every plate for just $1.99 per meal plus an additional 20% off for another two weeks by going to everyplate.com. Again, like Sean said, it's Pro Wrestling 199. That's the promo code. And that's up to $100 value, Sean. Uh, I am so happy for every plate. I want to send out our thanks. Thank you so much uh, to every plate for being an official sponsor of Pro Wrestling for Life. Yes, thank you, every plate. That's crazy, dude. $1.99. How do they do that? Welcome back to the show, everybody. Joining us right now from the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, the NXT Tag Team Champions, the Dusty Classic winners, MSK, Nash Carter, and Wesley. What's up, fellas? Yo, how are you? Hey, first off, uh, let's get this out of the way. Uh, Happy birthday, Nash. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah, man. Yeah, he's growing up. He's growing up so fast. <laughs> really cool birthday thing yeah. talking with you, and it, this is awesome. <laughs> hey, man, congratulations on everything. Um, you know, uh, talk to me about um, you know coming into the performance center and NXT and all that uh, from from what you guys were doing. Uh, so this is just like a dream come true you know you we have the opportunity literally every single day yeah to work with people who we've idolized our whole lives you know yeah and not even just that but just in the strength and conditioning coaches and sure the health staff here it's like i feel like a professional athlete like i <laughs> oh you are one now <laughs> if, you were, if you weren't before you are one now when, when you've been there a few minutes that's uh, for sure yeah. And then also the locker room. A lot of the individuals that are here, we have worked with at some point in time in our career. So we're very familiar with a lot of the people that are here. So it's very welcoming to have familiar faces. And then also the new faces that we met were also just as welcoming. And right excited for us to be here and excited for the things that we can uh, bring to the table. 
Right on. Hey, so you guys have been friends for a long time, huh? Yeah, like six years. About six years. Maybe. Yeah. How, 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 dude? Hey, first of all, usually I don't ask these types of questions. Like, you know, hey, who's your favorite opponent? You know, what's your favorite color? Like generic questions like that. But like, I don't know a lot about you guys. Was I on independent shows with you ever? Uh, we were on two. two. There was one in West Virginia, Primal Conflict Wrestling. Yeah. Oh, it was a vision. No, it was Primal Conflict, Primal Conflict Wrestling. Yeah. Um, that was the first time that we met you. And then the second time was at AAW in Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I knew at it. At Bourbon Street venue, the big, yeah. like, the one that has like a club. That's like a club or bar. Yeah, bar. Bar. So, you, what, how long were you guys in, in the industry before on the independent scene before you started? Uh, becoming a tag team i was on the independent scene for maybe a year if that uh, i started tagging yeah and i had been wrestling maybe about a year and a half maybe two years around that yeah. time took some time off because of transitioning from living in maryland to me back in ohio but um when i picked it back up it was around that two-year mark yeah and you guys did, what, what what brought you guys together a training seminar yeah uh, uh, we uh we met there we had a uh, a practice match and we just immediately connected uh, oh you had you had like one of the matches they do at the seminars and they mm -hmm. put you guys together as a team no no, no we had wait. a match against oh, oh against each other yeah. oh okay yeah. there was just that chemistry there where you're just like you don't get this every day <laughs> you know uh so and then uh which originally we thought we would just wrestle each other, you know, and go everywhere and wrestle each other. But the opportunity arose for us to team. And then it showed again, like, oh, my God, we've got something special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you guys have a little, uh, you know, one-on-one -on -one with each other around the horn before you guys became a tag team? Honestly, we've wrestled around the world against yeah. each other. Um, we've been lucky to do it in – Japan, Japan, the, the UK, UK, multiple times over or here, and then the United States, yeah. And has we have we ever done anything against each other? Mexico? So like, no. kind of like, kind of like Jerry Lynn and I, uh, you guys, you guys had some matches, uh, made a name for yourself a little bit uh, or a lot on on the you know working with each other, mm -hmm. and then became a tag team. Jerry and I. A lot of people don't realize we we are a really good tag team together too. It's just you didn't see it here in the states. We did it in Japan. Yeah, and and a lot of times the that chemistry happens because you guys are just really good friends. You understand each other. Yes. So what one likes, dislikes, uh, how they step to the left and how they yeah. step to the right. <laughs> it's a it's just a it's a connection that's very unique between uh, between two people. And when you can put that together with a tag team, it's very special. Yeah, and you guys, um, your double team moves, the way you guys work together in the ring, uh, like there's a lot of thought put into that, man. Like, um, you know, I, I, like my team with Jerry, we did, uh, we did more of that stuff as opposed to say, you know, when I was a team with Kane, we didn't really have a lot of double team moves, just, you know, to speak. Yeah. I mean, we were a team, we worked together, you know, as a team, but it was just a different kind of team, you know? Yeah, it was more of like a single move with a single move. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's just you know, and I mean, not, and you guys definitely aren't a bookend tag team, uh, but and there's not like I'm not putting down bookend tag team. It's just an expression for like 
you know, like the Road Warriors or like the Fabulous Ones, and you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Two individuals that are borderline identical. Um, we're completely two different individuals. <laughs> yeah, it just so happens that our minds and like our energies and our spirits link up so well that it's like we're one individual. And um, your your sweet ass gear looks similar too. Yay! <laughs> hey, shout out to great inspiration. Shout out to you. Yeah. Hey, so like, if, if anyone don't know what I'm talking about, like the gear uh, that these gentlemen uh, won the tag team titles. Yeah, in. broke it out at Takeover. Yep. I and I I saw you wore them uh, this past weekend or yep. something similar this or this past week on NXT uh, when you guys had that match with Kushida uh, uh, versus the you know League del, del Fantasma. Did I say that right? Legato. Legato. No. <laughs> legato. It, took, it took me a while to get the legato, had that legato flow out right. <laughs> you want to say legend, right? Right? I, right? Yeah, you look at it, but it's legato. That's the right word. So, yeah. Hey, so, like, since I brought that up, man, um, that means a lot. That means a lot to me. I don't I don't take that stuff lightly, man. Um, uh, you know, it felt really good. Somebody, because I, I, yeah, I had no idea, and, and then you know, all of a sudden, somebody, you know, shot out a tweet, and I looked. I was like, oh man, that's so, so cool, man. <laughs> you, you were a pioneer. Yeah, you really were a big and inspiration to to us. Yeah, for sure. Your energy in the ring was unmatched. Your athleticism was ahead of its time, and just your charisma. Yes. Like you, from your entrance to you even just walking to the back, you just ooze charisma and that's the kind of way that we just like to carry ourselves so we thank right you on. for allowing for showcasing that so that it can cultivate that in us thank you man you know hey um just even like okay so i would ask to come to the ring first even if i was the champion just because man coming to the ring took a lot of energy for me <laughs> <laughs> but what about you guys uh will oh, that jump yeah. off the steps i mean I got a pretty good wind, but there's sometimes I get a little bit too hype and I jump yeah. a bit too high and then I hit down. And you're like, oh, I got to take a second to breathe real quick. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. I'm and it, head yeah. back in and <laughs> it, We've always been very high energy with our entrances from the independence to everywhere that we've been. It's it's a part of us. And it also just sets the tone. Yeah, it's a precursor for what we bring to the ring. And, and it also we, sets it apart from other talent. You know, and not, you know, um, because there's a lot of really talented uh, people out there. Like, okay, I say this about NXT now. Like, being really good in the ring isn't good enough to get into NXT. You have to be great in the ring. You know, that's just the way it is. Uh, but, but even then, you know, certain guys' styles, like they, their styles, they're more like they feed off the energy of the people and. You guys give energy to the people, and then it seems like you feed back off of them, and it's kind of like a, you know, uh, you're giving it back to each other. And, um, and dude, that especially when there's no, I, I'm sorry, I'm saying dude so much, everybody. I no, hate okay. doing Dude, dude, cool. dude. <laughs> dude. dude, bro, dude, dude, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but when there's when there's the smaller crowds or like nobody in the building. And you have to do that just for the cameras, man. That makes all the difference in the world. It's it's 
yes, that synergy that we have with the crowd where we give them energy with what we do and they give us energy with how they respond to it, it's it it keeps us going. Yes. Yeah. There are some times where Ooh, you know you're out buddy. there and you need that little extra umph yeah. through and so that's why we just love giving it. Yeah. That way because we know if later if we need it, they'll be there. <laughs> right, we, hey man. If you guys, if 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 they know you're all in, they'll be there for you. Yeah, real record. Every every time, even if they're like, even if they're a dead crowd, man, they'll give you whatever they have. Mm-hmm. Just show them that you're bringing it, you know, all in, like just 110, percent bro. That's how, I mean, it, it really works. It's like an odd common courtesy that's between the wrestlers and the fans. Like if you're giving your all at the bare minimum, they're going to give you what you want on your end because it's, it's, it's just brought out of them it, because wrestling is such a unique art form that connects so many different demographics that is just gravitating. And yeah. it just brings energy out of people because it's so exciting. It's captivating with storylines, uh, like great characters and individuals that you can relate to and grow with. It's such a beautiful thing. It really yeah, is. Man. This is really such a special thing. Yeah. Hey, you guys. Um, I haven't been down there. I was coming down at guest coaching on a monthly basis before you guys got there. Then the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not sure how how it works down there right now. Like, um, how, when you guys got when you guys first came in, uh, how long did it take before uh, we saw you on television in the ring? Two months. We got in in November and was on TV in January. Now, did I mean, so did you have a curriculum? Were, were they back to having a curriculum at the we PC? Were, we were attending uh, in-ring classes and uh, gym and things like that. We weren't necessarily working, doing like skulls and stuff. No like skull that. sessions yet or at that point? To like dissect wrestling because yeah. just wanted us to get familiar with how we are doing things. Here. Yeah. And then yeah. I think our next rotation. Yeah, then right. about a month later is when we started doing the skulls and the ring and the gym. And so, yeah. Yeah. And so, hey, can, can you talk about the difference between, okay, you guys pre-NXT and, like, the difference of, okay, now you've been there a while and you're in the system and now you're starting to hear things from, like, you know, Shawn Michaels, guys like that, and, you know, just these type of guys. Uh, and just talk, talk to, talk to me about what that brings, what that adds to it. You know, you already brought like uh, a tremendous amount of, uh, you know, talent to NXT coming in the door. Thank Uh, you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Um, just for like myself seeing Sean and seeing triple H and those were like the upper echelon guys when you were young or when yeah. I was younger and so it almost makes me want to bring out that extra gear because I know I have to perform because these are yeah. some of the greatest of all time so I have to I should step it up to try to be to that level so it, it's honestly like a pushing thing more like a good I want to say I have a competition with myself like I don't know. It's, sure. it's definitely ignited a fire uh, with us really getting i don't want to say comfortable but more in the flow with how things are working here um and when you're more comfortable you're able to give a little bit more and that's what's happening there 
they made it so easy for us to just transition here that it made that it was like it was home immediately. And when you feel like you're at home, you go hard because you want to represent your home well. And that's kind of like the mind state that we have kind of switched over to that we've kind of just amplified. And now we have a different understanding of what we do in the ring and how to do it. And that has come from just the short time period that we've been here uh, at the PC. And we are extremely excited to see where our minds go as we continue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, one thing I wanted to bring up, like Sean is very right that you guys bring a lot of talent. You got to be super talented to be in NXT. I know it's got to be crazy for you guys, you know, sitting under the learning tree of Sean and Hunter. But I was on the last uh, TakeOver uh, media call and Sean was on that call. And he said uh, bluntly that you guys were the missing piece of the NXT tag team puzzle. And he had some really, really nice things to say about you. Like, what does it mean to you guys when you hear, you know, this Sean, that Sean Hunter saying these kinds of really high level things about your work? Uh, A lot of times it just seems so surreal. You know, like, you know how in the Matrix there's that person living in their little pod and but here they're living their best life. A lot of times I feel like I'm just sitting in a pod. And like my greatest best life is playing for me. And like, you know what I mean? Like you can't write this stuff. Like it's just, ah. Uh. And it's, it, it's a huge motivator. It, it, it's a unique version of validation for us to hear accolades come from such high standards. Yeah. <laughs> and to have that being given to us as we continue to grow it's it's just motivation for us to continue to grow as as quickly and as far as as much as we possibly can. And that, here's the thing: <clears throat> you learn a lot, man, and you learn a lot of things on your own, and you figure a lot of things out on your own. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, to get to where you're at, and then you come to NXT, and you bring that with you, and now you have all this wisdom, you know. Uh, and they're saying, hey, maybe do this a little bit different. Maybe, uh, you know, an extra beat right there. Maybe uh, one extra beat less right there. You know, like you'd be able to get the, I mean, all these extra things. You know, um, I just think it's just an amazing recipe, man. It's the best recipe in the industry. It is. Percent. It is because it, it's, it's like taking a dream team and then a, taking the minds of them and just open it all up and, uh, and making it available to you for your picking. Now, it's up to you to implement those things and actually make them effective, but the information's there. Everyone here is so willing to help and, and, and wants the best out of it. Uh, if you don't grow here as a performer, then- It's on you. Yeah, 100% on like, you. If you cannot absorb this knowledge and level up and level up and level up, you're not doing it. I honestly, I like there's people that ended up not making it there, but they definitely grew while they were there. Every single last one of them, whether they realize it or not. Yeah. And I, because a lot of the stuff is done subconsciously, you'll end up going through your, your reps and stuff like that. And at some point in time, it just gets to the point where what they are trying to hammer into your mind just sticks. It sticks mm -hmm. without you even really thinking about it. And it becomes your set, your new second nature. It's a very, it's just great. It's great. It makes me want to jump yeah. up. 
Yeah, man. And so who outside of Sean and Hunter, like who are some of the other coaches you guys have really enjoyed getting to, you know, bond with and, and learn from? Because I know there's a lot, a lot of minds down there, a lot of great minds. Ooh, yeah. Uh, being able to get a little bit of tag team knowledge from Scotty Too Hotty. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's incredible. Uh, being able to see how the, the change gears from Finley is absolutely incredible. And then just like seeing the nature of the business and how things have grown and worked from Terry Taylor. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's all such a unique thing. And everyone has a special, everyone has an area of expertise. Yeah. And they have their way of delivering it to everyone because everyone learns in a different way. But they know how to make it presentable for everyone to accept it. Again, it all just depends on you whether or not you want to implement it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I'll ask uh, the the elephant in the room question here. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the Bronco Buster, Nash, uh, you do that now. Uh, did you ask Sean's permission before you did that? Like, what I'm what happened? Those, I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story. So the very first time that we met, uh, Mr. Sean Waltman, we uh, we came up to him and we let him know that we do the um, that we do the Bronco Buster. Oh, I think I remember this now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we we let him know that we do it in honor of him and in tribute. And um, we we asked if we could do it on the show, like with him or like on the same show, and he was very honored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely, he definitely voiced that he's humbled <laughs> and honored that we are uh, pushing, uh, continuing the life of the Bronco Buster, and but at the same time he was like, "But look, I got to do this tonight." I, that's me. It's, yeah. that's me. <laughs> I want to completely understand. Completely here, understand. <laughs> here's how. Here's how I pictured it went from me. Hey, man, I'm I, I'm I'm honored. I, I appreciate that, you guys doing that like a tribute or whatever but i got like four or five moves man. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of them yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys understand right oh we a thousand do. percent 100 and that's the reason why we, we wanted to ask wanted to come, and come up to and let you know yes. because if you would have said look don't do my stuff at all no, we took the move completely out <laughs> yeah, of our moves like yep no. we have a very respect is a very big thing to us um, and I, and that's one of the reasons why we work as hard as we do. We want the respect of our peers and of the fans as well because of how much we dedicate ourselves to this. Mm -hmm. And if you're a veteran, you're one of the people yep. that we looked up to. And if you were to say, no, don't. Like, all right, cool. All right, bet. No longer. <laughs> no longer. We even need just... to make some noise. Like that, that the, whole, <laughs> the whole combination sequence is called make some noise. And every single time we do it, we scream it like it's the start of your entrance. Hey, 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 Wes, did yeah. did uh, did Nash tell you I hit him up about it? Oh yes, to tell him with some adjustments and things like yeah. that. Yeah, like yeah. like one thing I, I'll share. Like lay it in more. They can take it. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. Put some cakes right in the mouth, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I know. I, I mean, I understand, but like, trust me. Like, I've given it. And so, you know, you guys know I got that move from Hakushi, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he used to lay it in. So, trust me, that's why I'm telling you. <laughs> lay that shit in. 
Heavy, I got you. Sit heavy, I got baby. You. <laughs> hey, hey, um, the Dusty Classic. Did you guys? So I'm, I'm kind of confused. Were you guys not supposed to be in it? You, you were last minute replacement, something like that, and you ended up winning it. What it was like a Cinderella story type thing, huh? Well, we got notified that we were going to be participating. What? Uh. I don't, I don't really remember when we got notified of it. Um, I think it was like a day or two before. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah. and we were shooting a vignette, and they're just like, "You guys good to go tomorrow?" We we're like, "Where?" The answer is <laughs> usually always yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can ask just questions after. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> and it showed up, and showed out it's uh, we love this yeah and when did you know you were gonna win it huh? uh when it was happening yeah <laughs> when it was happening once the actual one two three happened because as you know things are always up in the air into the bell rings you never know what could happen but uh <laughs> never know hey you never know world may just <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, it was. It's, it's a. It's crazy, to, and it's still sometimes hard to even process, yeah. uh, because we hit the ground running immediately with the dusty. Yeah, and one, and then immediate. Well, then he my hand got hand. broken. Uh, broke his hand in the finals. <laughs> so, uh, and then that was like a distraction. So it wasn't really another. It didn't really have give us time to process a lot of the stuff that happened. And then immediately getting ready for uh, the t uh, the championship match, and then winning the championship match. So we have a lot of things that we still haven't quite completely processed. Yeah. But I do walk around the house and see this, and just do you walk around <laughs> the house wearing it? Wearing it? Times, He'll pick it up and at do times, I'll pick it up and hug it. Okay. Pick it up, hug it, wear it while I make breakfast and lunch. <laughs> Everyone does it. Oh, everyone says they don't. They do it too. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, a thousand percent. This is. Uh, it's like uh, it's just so cool, you know. And, like you, you dream about this, and you want it, and you visualize it so much, and so much, and then we finally get it. It's just like, wow! Like, is, is this like, is real? Like, is this MSK <laughs> plates on oh, this man. Right? man? Like what? <laughs> hey, so it's kind of it's. It used to be a thing that they never brought people in as as uh, as a tag team. Like you know, they would bring guys in, or they would split them up. Or um, did you guys were you guys aware that you were going to be together as a tag team through all this? Yes. Uh, honestly, I feel like when people think of one of us, they automatically think of the other. Um, he's like my brother he is my brother I mean, we have so we have grown so much <laughs> over these five to five six years that we have been doing this and like our wives are friends my mom calls him son like <laughs> I, I, I like jack g is is mad cool with me yeah. like uh, it, life is just cool and it, and it all came because of this like wrestling brought us together and if it's gone tomorrow 
And if I can never wrestle again, I have a brother and a best friend for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like, yeah, people can tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things. That's why people really like you guys. I mean, besides that, you'll be an excellent in the ring. Well, you guys are top dogs and arguably, you know, the best tag division in the entire, you know, pro wrestling world right now. Um, I just want to ask you, you know, you guys have had a chance to work with the grizzled young veterans uh, a couple times now in some really high profile situations. Uh, talk to me about those guys. What's it like to, to, to get to know and to get to work with the, the grizzled young veterans? I mean, they're great. Awesome. They're great in the ring. They are um, very unique minds. And their background allows that to really show. And just another one of those guys that they they love it just as much as we love it. You know what I mean? And so they're going to do whatever it takes to be the greatest. And we're going to do whatever it takes to be the greatest. And even though we rival, it's still like we're pushing each other back and forth. It's that and synergy again. It's that give and take. Yeah, it's it it just breeds progression and, and growth and sometimes excellence because you're constantly pushing each other to reach another level by trying to best each other. And that's what we did when we were very first starting and that led to the connection between us. We have a very great connection with those two guys and yeah. makes for great chemistry inside of the ring. So every single time that we line up against those guys, it's gonna be a very, very fun time. Hey, hey, so uh, you know who you guys have really good chemistry with as well? Uh, and you were in the ring with them again this past uh, week. Uh, uh, Legato del Fantasma. I, you know, uh, Joaquin, Fe Joaquin, Fino Joaquin Wild. <laughs> Joaquin Wild and Raul Mendoza. It's cool, man. And it, it's been great for those guys being with, with uh, Fantasma. Because, uh, I mean, it's looking for so something for those guys. Uh, because uh, so both of those guys incredibly talented, man, and uh, and you guys have really good chemistry with them too. Uh, it's another one of those situations again where everyone just wants to be great and yeah. do great things, and everyone loves this business. It, it like I feel like in this tag division, I feel like everyone's almost like that to where it just works. And everything's going to continue to work and continue to be better. And like, we're just going to top each other each week. Like, okay, here's this match. All right, we're going to top this one. Then we're going to, yeah. It's, uh, it's, and it's not like an, uh, I don't feel that there's egos in the tag division at all. Oh, I don't feel that there's egos around. It's that, like you said, it's that competition. I'm going to better you, top that, beat that. And if you can, I'm going to rub it in your face. <laughs> We're not really rub it in your face, but I'm going to go out there and continue to, I'm going to try to top yeah. myself if you can't top it, because I'm going to show you that I have more so that you show me that you have more. That's the kind of energy that we bring uh, that the tag division kind of has. And it's special and it's going to lead to special things in the future. Hey, that was a sweet uh, trios. You, you guys and, and, uh, Kushida. Kushida. Oh yeah. my god, my brain. Yeah, you guys at Kushida. Um you worked you were like a well-oiled trio team, man. <laughs> out there. Like you've done it several times. Uh well, it's we, we kind of have a a, a a similar understanding on how to do things because we both 
both myself and Nash and Kushida have worked well with another individual uh, by the name of Alex Shelley. And um, oh man, and working with Big him, Alex Shelley fan, yeah. yeah, and working with him, ha- it Alex has a great way of identifying a mindset of people. And when we very first came to NXT, he notified Kushida that we were going to be coming. Yeah. Let him know, hey, these are some good guys. Try to take care of them and, and make them as comfortable as they possibly can. And he's done that. Yeah. And from the moment that we met him, because we had never met him until we had gotten here. And uh, once we had actually met him, it was just like we had met a, an old friend. Yeah. And yeah. it was, that's why we looked like a well-oiled machine. It was like we have known him from a past life. Another because, thing where just the chemistry's there, yeah, and it just clicks. And I'll do yeah. it any day of the week. Any yeah, day. any of the day of the week. It's like, hey, you guys, and that was that was a really, really good uh, main event the other night. Uh, uh, you guys were part of, and um, hey, man, uh, it's always it always seems like like the champs get beat in a non-title match, huh? Like, <laughs> Nash, hey Nash, you you're you you sell really well, by the way. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, they took Kushi, they took yeah, Kushi took out, out, man. Yeah, Obama man threw me into the stairs. And... Yeah, it was a really that was an excellent finish. Uh, but uh, what really like popped out in that is the grit that they showed. They really showed another gear in it, and it it's it makes us want to step our stuff up even more because we know that that's going to be coming after us. So like, we love it. Yeah. We love it. Bring it. Like we love a fight. <laughs> we honestly love a fight. Please. So, so I'm going to guess like we're one, two takeovers away from MSK versus time splitters. Is that kind of what you guys want to see? Is that uh, what? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it happens. That would be, uh, that's really sick. That got introduced <laughs> the Matrix. Hey, hey, so uh, all right, guys. Who, what, what teams haven't you been in there with that you want to get in there that you want to wrestle? The Hardys. Yeah, that's my like number one favorite tag team of all time. Uh, Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian. I mean, but you know, guys that like oh that are still like going teams, <laughs> teams that you could have potential matches with in the ah, future. New Day. New Day. Okay. Usos. Exactly. Uh. Who else, man? AJ and Omas. AJ, yeah. Oh man, I you want to watch? Or like I, I said, we love challenges. Please <laughs> bring it on, because that means if we don't do it, then we'll level ourselves up and then try again. See, like, I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys on on things like that. See, I would love to get in there with the big man. Yeah, oh, Omas. Yeah, I was my specialty, man, doing <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I've taken some choke slams in my life. My neck is up because of it, and I don't want to fall from ten feet in the air. So <laughs> y'all have fun, you know. Like, no, thank you. No. All right. I didn't mean to cut. I think I, I think I blew out Sean's brain there for a second. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry about that. No, that's uh, okay. Hey, Nick. Yes. You is is there anything I haven't brought up that yes. you, you want to bring up before we let sure. these guys go? Yeah, dude, there's the big one, man, right? Like NXT has moved to Tuesday nights. I thought this was a yes. really this is a great thing for for NXT fans. We've seen uh, a big uptick in viewership. You guys are getting seen by more people. How yep. do you guys feel about the the move to Tuesday nights and, and being and being able to be seen, you know, by more wrestling fans now? 
it seems. Um, the more eyes, the better. I mean, and then as those eyes see, they'll spread it by word of mouth. And then those eyes will tune in. And then again, it just continues on. It's a beautiful cycle. Uh, we love this. And the more the people that are able to view how much we love this, they will continue to fall in love with this as well. Um, Which is really, really cool. It is. Uh, granted, it did mess with my schedule a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. I got to get my hair cut a day earlier and then my tan a little day earlier. But, you know. <laughs> but, no, it's it's great. And the fact that we've seen increases in numbers and all of that is just, it's cool. Like, I saw the numbers. was like, oh, that is really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. The first week after we um, switched to Tuesdays, it was about a 30,000. Uh, 30, increase no. it was a 30 it was about a 30 percent uh 30%. i think oh, you, you guys, yeah you guys did a jump and then the second week you guys uh did even more which is really rare for tv shows to to move nights or debut and actually improve in the second week usually <laughs> yeah people come in and they see the first week and there's a little dip but you guys actually rose in the second week i thought that was very impressive Jeez, so i gotta dance again because that's, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's that. really cool it's yeah who was in the main event on that my brain's not that good. I don't but, know, but I heard they lost. So, I mean, they it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, bro, the numbers don't lie. <laughs> no, 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 it's not really. Hey, I mean, do you know what your quarter hour did? No. Come on, everyone knows what their quarter hours did, man. No, no I'm just, I I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. You got me mad nervous. Yeah, I'm like, like, oh god, I really don't know. What hey, hey, when I when I was in uh, when I first came in as one two three kid, uh, I came into the locker room one time after I had the return match with with Razor, mm -hmm. where I fell off the top rope and smashed my head, and so the the ratings had jumped to a three to a three two. And uh, I came in the locker room, next TV, going, hey, Scott, did you hear about the ratings we did? We did a 3-2. Oh, my God. Everybody just, everybody just rode that into the ground. <laughs> I was called the 3-2 kid, all kinds three, of shit. Two oh, kids. man. <laughs> oh, you, you live and you learn, man. <laughs> Hey, it's, it's but hey, about the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not gonna go running around talking about uh, the ratings and things like that. But, hey, so what? What were you gonna say? I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I talk, so I just <laughs> hey, hey, you guys. I I had my I had knee surgery. I had my knee fixed. It, um, I've been I've been working. Like when you guys saw me on those shows, my I, my ACL had been blown out for years. Um, so I got that fixed. I got my meniscus fixed. I'm gonna have a few more matches. Maybe we can have a six man. That would be absolutely Please. incredible. Now, yes. can we come out to your entrance though? Which one? The mix the noise. Okay. I mean, like yeah, you think tell us what to do. <laughs> hey, you guys like that one? I love yeah. it. Okay, man. I'm I, so but funny. it was my I, I get it, like. But my like, honestly, I didn't hate it, but my favorite was uh, the Run DMC version, uh, the re DX remix. That's the one I all probably came out to when, when we were on shows together. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, no, 
Well, I mean, Sean, Sean, they're already rocking the neon green, and there's the homages. Would you accept like a reinvention of DX with with MSK? A part I, of it? I, it's not my I, DX isn't mine to to accept. It's, it. I'm, not, I'm not asking. I'm not telling you to call Hunter and pitch. I mean, I think I have a vote, but you know, talk to other people about that. Would you be upset about it if like there? No, was I wouldn't. Of course not. Okay. There you go. All right, wonderful. That, yeah, that really means a lot. Yeah. That means uh, that is a huge, huge compliment. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And uh, hey, I, I appreciate it. And uh, Nash, uh, happy birthday, my friend. It's your birthday today. I don't know if we might have talked about it off air or if we were already on the air when I we mentioned it earlier. So thank you, thank you. This is like yeah. a, the best birthday gift. Like <laughs> just this is awesome. This has been so cool for real. Thank you so much. Yes, this is thank, you. thank you. And you can see you can see these guys every Tuesday night on NXT on USA Network. 8 p.m. It's hmm? yeah, 8 p.m. 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific. I'm out here on uh, in LA, so it's uh, okay. here. okay. How are so, things out there for you? What's that? How are things out there for you? Oh, things are great. Yep. Man, I love it here. <laughs> I absolutely love it, man. It's paradise out here, man. Yeah. Uh, so I really appreciate you guys coming on, man. And 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 Nash, thank you for taking time off on your birthday. And um, and like again, man, congratulations, you guys. <laughs> so so well deserved. Thank you, thank you very much, and thank you very much for having us on. Yes. This is a huge honor for us to be here to have that have some like sit down one on one time with you. It is cool. <laughs> All right, everyone, you know what time it is. It's time for the segment where a wrestling journalist slash media personality comes on and talks about, like, you know, you know how this segment works, everyone. Uh, today, we have Conrad Thompson, who is, like, one of my favorite people in the industry. Conrad, you know, like, I really feel that way about you. I'm not saying this. Uh you know, just because you're on the show. Like, I've told you that, like, privately. Likewise. Um, Mutual Admiration Society. Big fan of all that you do. Yeah. Just think you have one of the best hearts in wrestling, and I'm so excited that you're back podcasting again. and can't wait to see what's next. Thanks, man. Um, You know, I just want to, I just, real quick, man, before, like, I just want to thank you for everything you've done for wrestling. Like, like all, like, this, this new boom, like, and people could talk about ratings or whatever, but, like, there, there was there was another boom and we're kind of currently in it right it kind of yeah. got derailed a little bit by the pandemic but but still like it's still like it's gonna start going going up and hey man you're part of that uh making that happen like like that first star cast and that all and all that stuff that was like that was like woodstock for us yeah it was it was very cool thank you for saying that it was man and i know how hard you worked man well i probably don't still as, as hard as hard as i feel like i know you worked i know it was probably 10 times harder than that man well so, it was worth it man it felt like a movement it felt like we were part of something special and i'll never amazing being in that box at all in and you sort of explaining ins and outs of wrestling the little stuff that someone in the business can see and it's one of my favorite memories in wrestling to this day and, and it's because i was watching wrestling with you so i'm oh. <laughs> Oh, shit. Hey, you, can we hear you? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Oh, geez. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I thought I thought we froze, but we're good. Hey, so Conrad, uh, 
tell everyone what you want to talk to me about today. And when, when I heard this is what, and I knew this is what you were going to pick. And I'm so glad you did. <laughs> well, you know, when Nick reached out and said, Hey, we'd like to see you break down an old match with, uh, with Sean. Is there any match in particular you'd like to cover? These have already been taken. And I knew immediately, Oh, we got to talk about that six man at maybe the height of WCW, certainly the height of the NWO. There's so much controversy around it. And, uh, Kevin Green is on the other side. Who we yeah. Lost. May he rest in peace. And I don't know. It just feels like a worthwhile topic. So I want to talk about Slamboree 97 uh, with Piper, Flair, and Kevin Green. And then you and your pal, Scott and Kev, on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, let's get into it, man. Because there's a there's a hell of a story, you know, behind that. You know? Well, there's lots of rumor and innuendo that the politics were on another level heading into that. And uh, I think the, the word was out that perhaps um, – flair or piper or combination of both didn't want you in the match even did you ever hear that oh yes i heard that like i heard that immediately uh as soon as they talked about the match and and at the time i was pissed conrad like i was real hungry man you know uh and i was you know um i was in the zone too at the time right uh for me and so I felt like, okay, these guys are going to try to hold me back. Um, and so it really inspired me, regardless of whether it was true or not. It inspired me, man. It was a fire under my ass. I, I did the some of the best, you know, you know, talking, like on the mic stuff uh, I've ever done in my career. It was authentic. There was real feelings behind it. And, you know, like I had, I had an H on the show, my first episode back. And, and we talked about this and he was very nice about it. Like, and I, you know, like I haven't apologized to him, man. Cause like, I got pretty disrespectful out there Yeah. Uh, at different times, but yeah, man, I was, man, but you know, like at the same time, man, uh, as, as hot as I might've been about things, man, that's still nature boy, Ric Flair and Roddy Piper. Right. Yeah, man. And what's cool to me is I thought at this era, especially maybe 97, I think 97 is like peak NWO for me. Uh, and, and I know that I guess the technical peak of WCW was probably 98, but 97, it was still, it wasn't as diluted. It wasn't as watered down, whatever you might want to say, all the negative yeah. talk about with the NWO, but the three of you guys, like your swagger was on 11. You know, I think swagger a, a word with the Miami Hurricanes and you guys were the Miami Hurricanes of WCW and this is sort of the old guard and the sort of good old boy system of WCW or at least that's the way it was presented and that's yeah. the way it man did you feel that way too oh yeah oh yeah for sure and and so and we like we had started make you know becoming the wolf pack right you know like under okay we were NWO but you know obviously we were trying to do our own thing in the NWO yeah. And it, it was getting over, you know? And, and so, uh, yeah, man. And, and like you said, hat hadn't got his water down yet. And, and so, um, and, but here's the thing, Conrad, I understand, man. Like if, if that's how they felt, they would have rather had Hogan in the match. I understand why. Like, like, yeah, man, it's, it's a bigger deal. Um, and, you know, Nate was nice. He was like, ah, oh, don't like, what does it matter? The building was sold out anyways. We couldn't sell any more tickets, but you know, it could have sold more pay-per-views. Right. Probably with, with Hulkster. Not going to lie. But that was like, this is one of the highlights of my career. Like one of my very favorite 
things I've ever done. And, uh, and one of the things I'm most proud of. Well, there's a lot of other controversy about the way the match was laid out. Uh, <laughs> supposedly, you know, the heels always call the match, but I think Flair liked to call a lot of the match. And there was rumor in the newsletters that maybe Piper and Flair had one vision and you guys had another. Yes. Then the finish was a whole nother conversation. Just tell me about the yes. structure of the match and how that changed. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I can remember, like, having, you know, some sit-downs. And, you know, I remember Roddy talking about, oh, you know, in Charlotte, they see me do our Broadways with Jack Briscoe and, you know, da, 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 like talking about how he wants to do some wrestling and stuff. And Scott was just like, you're the guy that pokes people in the eyes. Like, you know, nothing, nothing against, but like, that's what that's it. he said, dude, when's the last time they saw you do an hour Broadway? Yeah. And Roddy was like, yeah, you got a point, you know? And, and yeah, and so and obviously Nate is used to being in the driver's seat all the time, right? And so it, it was. I'm sure it was difficult. Um, and you know, and then we had Kevin Green right. to add to the mix, and so that was a while. We didn't know how that was going to work, right? I mean, there was he had no track track record in the ring, really. Um, so, you know, I mean, you know the, about them flying us into the power the power plant, right? And then. We no. had we kind of put the match together at the okay. power plant. Ball was there, and, and who decided to skip that day? Uh, <laughs> Nash, Kev didn't show up. So, so but but Kevin Green, Kevin Green was there, and H was there, Roddy was there, um, and uh, so we had Big Ron Reese take Kevin's place when we were okay having needed placeholder or whatever. Yeah, and we we put all that stuff together for Kevin. Like that stuff with him and Kevin Green, like like we we knew what Kevin does. Yeah. So like we laid all that stuff out, and um, you know, I get you know, most of us had never done anything like that, having to fly on a day off to to go plan a match out, right? right. Like it was just against kind of our our nature, right? Yeah. So it was a little different, but I'm glad we did. You know, as as a fan, not knowing that in my head, the reason you were in the match is. You needed to make Kevin Green look passable. You know, you had a reputation as being a guy who could have a good match with a broomstick. So if you're in there with someone green, ah, you can cover that up. You'll be fine. And and, and then actually seeing the match come together, uh, it, it, was, it was something that exceeded all expectations. And I think the finish is even more different for the time. Yeah. Where the NWO just really didn't lose. I mean, never. Not yet to the Sting match with Hogan. We're still building there. Uh, but. And we had seen Piper beat uh, Hogan with the sleeper at Starcade, but it was non-title, so whatever. Right. This was a completely different thing. And then for the finish to be the way it was, that feels like that would have been a discussion beforehand that may have had a little hair on it, as I like to say. What oh, happened? it did. It did. And and so we were like we were in this mode where like we didn't care if we were ruffling feathers at all. You know, matter of fact, that was all that was that was what we were going for. Right. And you know, the word was like, oh, they want us to, it really like the, the, the thought was, oh, we'll beat, we'll beat six, which, oh my God, no one's going to think that's going to happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so like we, we were all like, oh no, we're not putting them over. And, oh, it got back to, well, we weren't going to do the job. And, and like, we kept that up all the way until the day of the show. Wow. But we knew going in, like we had already decided 
quite a while in advance that we were all going to lay down for him. Wow. So it was just to stir the pot, just to keep Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's Nate, and it's his comeback. And, like, you know, it's Roddy Piper and Kevin Green and Char- Charlotte. We had to. I mean, we didn't have to all do it. Right. What a visual, man. You're right. I mean, ex- except for the fact that we were all laying there. You could have drawn chalk outlines around us, and the camera <laughs> wouldn't shoot us. They wouldn't show it. Wow. Well, do you think that, that Scott and Kevin wanted to do that almost as like a show of solidarity with you? That Hey, they're not going to beat him. If you're going to beat him, he'll beat us all. Well, that, and it's just like, and it's also, if we're going to put him over, really put him over. Right. You know? Yeah, it was just, it felt like the right thing to do, and it was. And, and uh, but Nate pointed out, you know, ah, but the next day I took all your finishes and da-da-da-da-da. And he's right, we got our heat back the next day, but. I mean, that was a hell of a, that was a hell of a moment. No, especially in Charlotte. You know, I mean, a lot of people gloss over the fact that when the Kurt Henning happened, uh, turn happened that uh, fall brawl later that year, yeah. sort of killed Winston-Salem. But you made Charlotte that night. I mean, you gave them exactly what they wanted. Your hometown heroes, they're beating the bad guys, not just one at a time, but all three at the same time. Oh, yeah. And I think that, and they ran the, the smaller venue. The venue's like 8,000, 9,000, I don't know. But they could have ran the bigger one. They could have ran the 20,000 seat. It would have sold out just as easy. I, I totally believe that. Do you remember anything about the match that stands out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so we put a lot of that match together at the at the uh, power plant. Right. But, like, the stuff, like, in, in a, one little spot in there with, with Rick, uh, I planned. But, like, we we called a lot of that stuff in the ring. Like it was just we were feeling it. We were just working intuitively. Like, yeah. Like when 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 Flair like started in with the punches on me in the corner, and then the reverse backdrop out of the corner, and I fed up for the chop boom. And Scott just said, just instinctively fed in chop boom. You know, and he chops Cab off the, you know, chopping ball. He was on the apron, and yeah, you know, tells him to come in and gets down and does it. That's all just intuitive. Like just all organic, man. And the place went nuts, man. It was one of the coolest feelings ever to experience that with him. Yeah, I got chill bumps just talking about man. it. Man. Oh, man. You, you, were, uh, you were all fired up in that match, too. And I think they even, on the network, bleep out you, like, getting into it and maybe letting a, a bad word. Stop. I might have. Because, I mean, you know, um, I and Eric actually fired me one time briefly for about half an hour. Um. Oh, actually, no, he fired me for pulling Rick's pants down. Hmm. Like, I pulled his pants out and showed his ass at TV. But I had already had heat because, oh, my God. I'm embarrassed to even admit this now. Uh, Scott and Scott and I were having a tag match with Harlem Heat, and I spin-kicked uh, Booker, hell of a spin-kick, and I looked at and did this to Stevie Ray, and I went, S my D, mother effer. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the camera's right there. And then we get back, and Eric's like, good match, but that's my D, another effort? And I just went, oh. <laughs> and he was like, he got heat for it. And uh, so, like, he was like, I'll find you 5000 and then uh, I'll just give it back to you on your check or something. Like, But I, I don't think I ever got it back on my check. Uh, but either way, like, 5000 I'd rather get that than fired. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, back to 
well, well, there was some controversy after the match too. Uh, you know, if the match goes off so well and everybody's so happy, why were Roddy and, and Kevin Nash upset after the match? I don't think they were. Okay. Yeah, no, no one was upset after the match. I mean, there were some things that happened in Boston a few weeks later. Okay, okay, okay. So, but not Kevin Pye face Roddy. Yes, that was not this night. That was a few weeks later. Right. Yeah. Were were problems existing heading into this besides this match between the two, or not so much? Uh, no, no, nothing, nothing out, nothing more than you know anything else that was going on. Now it specifically had to do with Roddy, like. Coming in all crazy. We had this match, and and the finish was supposed to be a big schmoz. But Roddy went into the schmoz part immediately, and we had all this time to kill out there. And then, like, so it got chaotic in there, and Kev ended up, like, twisting his knee or something. You know, Kev is, you know, as far as the knees and everything. And, you know, so Kev was pissed, and he went back there, and he got mad at Roddy, and Roddy was, you know, um, um, Roddy came up like Kevin was yelling at him. So, cause, cause they locked the door. They knew that they knew that, you know, at least Kev was pissed. Wow. And, and we got in the locker room and Kev, uh, Kev was like motherfucker. And he got, he got up and started walked out and we just followed him because we knew. And he went to the, to their dressing room and Rick and, and Roddy were in there. And, um, Roddy's bodyguard dude that had the funny beanie hat. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he didn't do nothing. <laughs> he didn't bodyguard that night. <laughs> Man, that's not- he sat and watched what happened. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no. Kev tried to kick the door down, so they finally opened it. Kev came and got mad, and he he pie-faced Roddy. And Roddy went to try to kick him in, in the leg, in the knee, but came up, like, way short. And Kev was just like, ah, oh, F it, you know? And he just was mad, you know? And you know Kev's a hothead. Really? <laughs> you might know. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my chance before. Well, listen. But yeah. Yeah. This is, um, and it's pretty rare that you get to have a pay-per-view match with uh, with Ric Flair in Charlotte. And it's the main event, right? Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Going in, like I hurt my back really bad. I could barely walk going into that. To the point where like, it was like, and I was like, I was clean. I wasn't taking paint pills or anything. And I ended up just taking three like extra strength Advil and it got me through. And wow. I put a donut, like this padded donut on my, on my SI joint. Cause my SI joint was inflamed. And so that really helped. And once I got in there, man, I wouldn't, have, man, I didn't feel any of it. I was just good to go. Adrenaline. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know, so I'm going to ask. But was there was there ever a time in wrestling where, where there was like a like an, almost like an NFL level trainer where you hear these days in order to get on the field, sometimes guys will like get a shot of cortisone in the knee or something like. That. Did that exist back then in WCW or not so much? I don't remember it. Like I don't remember that in WCW, but we had it. And we had some doctors that like they wouldn't shoot us up with like you know controlled substances, but like. A shot of Toradol, like, uh, you know, which is an anti-inflammatory, um, that would help a lot. So, I mean, I mean, WWE, we had that. And I'm sure, yeah. I just don't remember it there. Right. Because there was a lot of things WCW didn't have. For being the number one company at the time, 
they didn't have seamstresses to make our costumes. Like we had to fend for ourselves. That's why, like my costume, but that's why my gear that night. Like, man, I hate to admit this. You could see, like, like it's it's kind of tattered because it's not even brand new. Right. So, like, yeah, they didn't have a lot of things, man. It was it weird. Hurt, uh, the way a match like that is put together. When you were talking about being at the power plant, is there an agent there with you? Oh uh, no way. Okay, so it's just you guys working on it. Yeah. No, like that was. I never experienced that an agent coming up and going, "Hey, I think you should do this." Like, man, I just I don't know how I'd even handle that. Right. You know, because I mean, we just we were our own. We knew what to do in there. So I guess that match, because it's the main event, obviously it gets priority. But we hear these days that guys show up to the building and then they say, okay, you have X number of minutes. But you yeah. had well in advance for this match, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we were on last and we like we we knew we had like over 20, 25. Like, I mean, we didn't want to have like a 45-minute match, you know, to have to. Sure. That would have been really tough, right? Like, yeah, sure. it was just It was just the right amount of time. Yeah. Is that uh, is that your only match with Piper? No, uh, I. Okay, so before we before I left for uh, for WCW WCW, um, and before Scott left, they you know when Scott gave his notice, they told him, "Oh yeah, you failed a drug test." That was like three months old or something crazy like that. Right. So like Scott was. Just, and I was supposed to work with them on, on the house shows. It was a pretty, it was high up on the card too, you know? And so Vince, so I had three shows that I was supposed to do with Scott. Uh, the Meadowlands, like Philly and uh, and Pittsburgh or something like that. And um, so Vince always had the thing, if you're going to do a, uh, a replacement, make sure they're of equal or greater value. Right. So... I'm out in the ring and Razor's not going to be here. And if people are booed, then all of a sudden the bagpipes play. Wow. It was amazing. We beat the shit out of each other, Conrad. We, none of it was called in the back. And we just, we just fucking winged it, man. And it was great. It was intense. Uh, how was the, uh, the crowd reaction when they hear those bagpipes? And you're in Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And the, I mean, they were fever pitched the whole, every night, all three nights. And man, I was hurting after those matches and i think body probably was too <laughs> awesome man i had no idea that happened do you think no caught any video of any of that i there's some there's some still photos i've seen but i would die to see videos of that stuff man, it just wasn't really done as much back then there might be i don't know yeah well hey if you're listening and you've got a fan cam of that tweet me it's that hey hey it's conrad i'd love to see that and i'll share it with yeah. you yeah hey conrad Thank you, man. I'm so grateful you took. I know you're so busy, Conrad. Oh man, you know, you... my pleasure. I jump at the chance to talk to you, bud. Yeah, and but I mean, it just I was like Nick, man. Like somehow Conrad shoot us in, shoehorned us into a schedule. You know, like um, I just I know you have a lot going on, especially right now with um, with the My World podcast with with Jeff. Like yeah. it's already it's already on the charts, like top of the charts, and it hasn't <laughs> even started yet. It's crazy. We're super excited. It's uh, debuting May 4th, and uh, we're promoting, you know, May the 4th to be with you. But our first episode is about him holding up Vince McMahon. So 
the famous story, the China match where his contract expired the night before, but he's still Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. Heard from JR and everybody else, but we've never really heard from Jeff. So we're going to hear as Paul Harvey says the rest of the story. On oh, man, Paul Harvey. Yeah, stand by for news. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. Jeff, see, so Jeff and I were pretty close when he was there, you know. Uh, we we had a lot of fun together, spent a lot of time together, worked a bunch together. And I just like when when things didn't work out and it was obvious like he was he wasn't staying, man, like Road Dog and I were broken hearted, man. Like we were so sad. Yeah, there's so much about Jeff's story that I don't think a lot of fans online really know. And I think that um you know, maybe maybe I'm patting myself on the back here too much, but the narrative about Bruce Pritchard and Tony Schiavone sort of pre-podcast and post are totally different. You know, Bruce was this stooge that everybody hated and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And now people realize he's a fucking hilarious storyteller and a good dude. And Tony Schiavone went from being viewed as this, like, bitter old guy who hated wrestling to now he's like, you know, our TV dad again. And I think Jeff Jarrett's story has never been told from Jeff. And to grow up with uh, with all of those wrestling greats in the household, you know, whether it's Hulk Hogan or, I mean, Steve Austin came through there, Foley, uh, uh, Hulk Hogan, everybody who's anybody went through Memphis, and that's his yeah. story. And then he's got all the stuff with Fritz and him trying to book and help in Dallas, and now he left Vince not once but twice and got publicly fired and started his own company. And yeah, know, wife passed away, and there's just so much to his story that Oh, and I'm pumped that we get to sort of tell the other side of the story real soon. I look forward to checking it out. Thanks, man. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Thank and and also like just ma major props for like the you know the whole ad free shows um, brand you got going, man. Oh. Like all the different and it's so cool because you know uh, it's nice to hear stories from Mike Kyoto and just different people, man. You got a nice variety of stuff on there. Yeah, we got Dave Pinzer on there. We got Mike. Yeah. Gerald Briscoe, we got Medusa, we got Rebel, and of course all my regular podcasts. So it's it's come one, come all. There's something for everybody at AdFreeShows.com. Well, thanks again, Conrad. Um, I really appreciate it, man. I think the world of you, and I uh, I can't wait till the next time we cross paths. Oh, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna find an excuse to be in LA later this year. I'm jealous that you live in California. Please, leaving, but. I, I want to come visit, so I'll be there sooner rather than later, and I'll hit yeah, you. Yeah, last last time you like last time I remember you were in town. Oh, you might have been in town again since then. But we had dinner at some really nice steakhouse downtown L.A. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was after. Yeah, was, and I don't remember the name of it, but it was fantastic. It was really yeah, it was great. Then we yeah. had one uh, Italian joint way back in the day, Dantana's or something like that. Yes, but, no, that was it. Yeah, Very that was good. it. But they have night. They have great steaks. Anyways, yes, it was a wonderful evening. Absolutely. Look forward to doing it again, man. Yeah. Thanks, Conrad. Thanks, guys. Appreciate having me on. All right, everybody. It's game show time once again. We got a new game this week, and we have two new contestants. Um, might as well introduce you all to the contestants and uh, introduce them to me as well, because I haven't met them yet. So, uh, okay, first... He hails all the way from, I'm not sure what city in Israel, but he's coming to us all the way from Israel. We have Michael Adam. What's up, Michael? Wow, I'm okay. It's, I'm okay. It's, pronounce your last name. Adam? 
Michael Adam. Michael Adam. Yes. Okay. I was trying to put some weird pronunciation. It's just Michael Adam. Yes. Thank you for thank you for joining us. Hey man. I think, I'm wearing, I think we're wearing the same shirt right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I saw you off like before before you came into the room. I saw you were wearing the shirt, so I went and changed mine. I had a different shirt on. <laughs> Anyways. So what city are you from in uh, Israel? Batyam. Where is it? Uh, in the middle of Israel. Okay. So you know I've been to Israel a bunch of times, right? I love Israel. We were there like five, uh, six times. Yes, I hear that. I hear about... First of all, I'm sorry about my English is not yeah, good. Whatever. I'm working, uh, working on it. First, uh, I'm really, I'm really nervous. I, I'm a big fan of you. I go out. I, I'm so nervous to talk with you. I can't believe it. Well, I, pre I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you coming on the show, Michael. My honor. My honor. Hey, are you ready to meet your opponent? Yes. Let's go. Okay, everybody. He's coming to. He's coming to us from the great state of Tennessee. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Andy Rutherford. What's up? What's going on, man? Where are you from? Where are you at? Where are you coming from in Tennessee? Uh, I'm in Cookville, about 50 miles east of Nashville. Nice, nice. Thank you for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. What's uh, tell me what what do you have going on? Like, uh, what do you do? And you know, tell us a little bit about yourself before we start start the game. Uh, I'm actually an attorney uh, working from home right now, uh, which is nice. It's about a 10-foot commute to work, which is always a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. I built the yeah. studio right next to my bedroom. Gotcha. <laughs> so, hey, man, uh, I guess, hey, um, Andy, say yep. hello to Michael. Michael, say hello to hey. uh, 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 Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. All right. International rules right now. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> hey, so anyways, you guys ready uh, uh, to find out what game we're playing? Yes. All right. So, uh, well, there's some, I suppose I should have read this part. Like, anyway, whatever. <laughs> hey, so the name of the game today is Waltman or Whitman? Um, in this game, I will read you a quote. The quote is either a line from a shoot interview that I, that I, Sean Waltman, have done in the past, or from one of the works of renowned American poet, essayist, and journalist, Walt Whitman. You get one point for each correct answer. To decide who goes first, we're going to be doing another scavenger hunt the first person to find a spoon and show it to me on camera will go first find us a spoon all right michael <laughs> sorry andy michael beat you damn <laughs> i mean it might have helped i think michael's coming to us all the way from his kitchen already anyways <laughs> yes, I have a small apartment, man. <laughs> Very small apartment. Hey, so, hey, Michael. Yes. You know, you're at a little bit of a disadvantage here because, I mean, you know, Waltman or Whitman, and one of, you know, like, um, I don't even know if you even know who the hell Walt Whitman is, do you? No. All right. Well, I still think that you'll do just about as good 
one way or another, whether you know who the hell it is or not, just to be honest with you. Andy, do you even know who Walt Whitman is? I mean, I'm familiar with the name, but I'm not familiar you, with are the you, work. So. Are, you, are you familiar with the bridge in Philadelphia? Yeah. Yeah, Walt Whitman Bridge. I call it the Sean Waltman Bridge. Anyways, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> who cares what you call it? All right. Hey, so um, ready? For, so, Michael, are you ready for the first question? Yes. Yeah, I, yes, I'm ready. All right. Here's the quote. I don't know if I can call myself underrated. Maybe some people may overrate me. Who knows? Is that Sean Waltman or Walt Whitman? Walt Whitman. Sorry, Michael. No. That's, that's definitely a Sean Waltman quote right there. Sorry, dude. Andy? Yep. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. Here's the quote. Do I contradict myself? Very well, then. I contradict myself. I am large. I contain multitudes. Is that Sean Waltman or Walt Whitman? I'm going to say Walt Whitman. You are correct. One point on the board. All right. I couldn't see you saying that for some reason. Right? What the? <laughs> okay. So organized. All right. Hey, Michael, are you ready to try to catch up, Andy? Yes. All right. Here's the quote. Tell me, is this Walt Whitman or Sean Waltman? I am as bad as the worst, but thank God I am as good as the best. Walt Whitman or Sean Waltman? Walt Whitman. Correct. One Ooh. to one. Yes. <laughs> See, I told you I thought you might do okay at this. <laughs> All right, it's one-to-one, -one, you guys. Andy, you ready? Yep. All right, here's the quote. The natural instinct when you get concussed, when you get knocked out, as soon as you come up is you get up and, and fight and keep going. Is that a Walt Whitman or a Sean Waltman quote? I'm going to say Sean Waltman. And you are correct. Two to one. Andy's in the lead. Two to one, folks. All right. Michael? Yes. Um, yeah, ready? Ready. Okay. okay, here's the quote. Oh, Captain, my Captain, our fearful, our fearful trip is done. The ship has weathered every rack. The prize we sought is won. The port is near. The bells I hear. The people all exulting. While follow eyes, the steady keel. The vessel grim and daring. But heart, heart, heart. Oh, the bleeding drops of red. Where on the deck my captain lies? Fallen cold and dead. Is that a Walt Whitman or a Sean Waltman quote? Walt Whitman. No way. Wrong! That's a Sean Waltman quote! Ah, you? Just kidding. No <laughs> <Wow. laughs> fucking way. No way. So I think we're two. We're tie score here, two to two. 
right. Hey, Nick. Yes, yes. Hey, man. What's up? So, hey, how do we decide the winner? I think I think it's tied to a piece here, right? Yeah. I think, I think you should just burn through some real quick until you, somebody gets an edge, right? All right. Okay, the first person that, uh, yeah, that gets an extra edge wins. Whatever the extra edge means. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. Okay, Andy, here we go. The next quote. Okay. Creative satisfaction is highly underrated. When you don't have it, the money doesn't spend nearly as well. Sean Waltman or Walt Whitman? I'm going to say Sean Waltman. You're correct. Three to two. Three to I'll two. Take Andy, Andy in the lead. All right. Okay. All right, Michael. Here's the quote. God is a mean-spirited, pugnacious bully bent on revenge against his children for failing to live up to his impossible standards. Walt Whitman, Sean Waltman. Walt Whitman. Walt Whitman, you're correct. Damn. I say damn because I think we are out of questions. Well, I think you should just pick a winner then. So, All right. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, do rock, paper, scissors, you guys. Okay. Ready? Do you know? Hey, wait. Oh, hey, okay. Michael. You, Michael, you know rock, paper, scissors? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, ready? One, two, three, go. What do you got? I need to see it, Michael. Uh, he, he won. He won. I, uh, I spirit him. He won. <laughs> yeah. Michael, Michael's not only like he's a great guy. He's he's very honorable too because like he could have lied. He could have switched his scissors to paper. Yeah, he would have won. But he's not a cheater. I might have done that myself. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, you're a winner, man. Congratulations. Awesome, sweet. Thank you. Hey, hey, real quick, Michael, what's your? Tell me your what your. Where can we find you on social media? And what what do you uh, what do you do? Ah, uh, uh, I'm a, a trainer of uh, yeah. out in uh, in gym. Uh-huh. And, uh, and uh, in the Twitter, I'm WWE Michael Adam. WWE Michael Adam on Twitter, yeah. folks. At WWE Michael Adam. Yeah. Well, at WWE Michael Adam, thank you so much for coming on, man. My honor. I, wow. I cannot believe I'm talking with you. It's... Dude, it was great. It's great Goodbye. having you. We'll have to have you back on for another game. Goodbye. Goodbye, Andy. Bye, Michael. Good game, Bye. man. Andy, congratulations, yes. man. Thank you, sir. Hold on. All right. Congratulations. Uh, you are the champion of Waltman or Whitman. Um, awesome. I don't know if we're going to do this game again, so you retired <laughs> Undefeated. <laughs> I'm officially the greatest person to ever play this game. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> it was a very tough contest, though. Michael it was. It. Yeah, Michael brought it, man, especially for not even knowing who the fuck Walt Whitman is. Yeah. So, he, he, all right. Just as well as I did. <laughs> hey, man. So, real quick, man, is there anything you want to tell us about yourself before we uh, before we end this? Um. Well, for one, I am. I do have my own podcast. Um, oh. 
I don't, I don't know if you're cool with me promoting it or not, but uh, it's called Convince Me. Uh, we can be found pretty much on all socials at Convince Me Show, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we do a lot of, the two of us are attorneys, so it's like a courtroom setting, settling age-old debates. We do sports, right music, pop culture. We've got a couple wrestling episodes, uh, The Rock versus Hogan, or Rock versus Stone Cold, and Babyface Hogan versus Heel Hogan. Uh, right. Go check those out. We might do NWO versus DX someday and ask you for your input. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool, man. Well, hey, um, I really appreciate it, man, and thank you for coming on and playing the game with us. I appreciate you having me. This was awesome. We'll have you back. We'll have you back on again. Sounds great. All right, everybody. That's it for this edition of Pro Wrestling for Life. Uh, I want to thank Conrad Thompson for coming on, talking to me about, or talking to us about uh, Slamboree 97, Flair, Piper, and Green versus Scott and Kevin and I. Um, I love talking about that. Like, it was just, I couldn't have had a better person to ask me questions about that. So thank you so much, Conrad. Thank you for everything you do. Uh, I want to thank MSK for taking the time to come on the show today. Uh, their busy schedules down there at NXT, being the champs down there. And, uh, you know, wishing them continued success. I know they, they got bright futures, man. Bright futures. So um, congratulations uh, to those guys again. And, uh, and thank you. And also uh, uh, thank you, Nick. And thank you, Michael Weissman. And uh, uh, thank you, everybody out there that tunes in every week. Yeah, absolutely, guys. You're wonderful. And, you know, it is a new month here. Uh, we want to thank you all for a wonderful first month of the show. We have big ideas for new content. And, again, this Tuesday, half hour before NXT, Sean and I will be live over on YouTube.com slash XPOC. And, really, we think all the Pro Wrestling for Life uh, social media channels, hopefully, at the same time. And, again, if you want to watch – NXT, if you're an NXT fan and you want to watch it, uh, hearing what Sean Waltman thinks, uh, go over to the Patreon, Pro Wrestling for Life. It's patreon.com slash pro for life. Uh, subscribe to the NXT tier, and you will be able to hear uh, Sean and I give our thoughts every week now on NXT, which I'm very excited about, Sean. So, awesome. Yep, right on. All right, everybody. Well, that brings us to the end of the show here today. I'm at Nick underscore Houseman. Follow us over on Twitter at Pro Rest for Life. And uh, that's all I got. Anything you want to say, Sean? I'm at the Real X Puck on Twitter. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Oh, at, at Real X Puck on Instagram. Yes, uh, bye, everybody. Bye. See you guys next week. <laughs>